So, welcome to the podcast again. I'm Shane McAllister. I'm a developer advocate here at MongoDB, and this is another one of our podcasts that were recorded at MongoDB World earlier on in June. This is episode four. As usual, I have a counterpart here with me today, but the difference this time is I'm actually in the same room as Cedric. Cedric, how are you? Hey, Shane, I'm doing fantastic. Really happy to be here as we're in Vegas right now, right? Yeah, it's a hard life for you as an intern. So we are in Vegas for a product and marketing offsite for MongoDB, which is great because we've all put down two and a half years of not meeting in person. Um, so this has been a fabulous opportunity to meet everybody. But more important, it's been a great opportunity to be able to record this podcast. And I think this podcast, above all, is very interesting from the point of view that it's it has a very human element. I certainly enjoyed listening to it. And this podcast is a real human story. It's an interview with David Sarabia, again by Michael Lynn. And Michael Lynn is actually also in the room, which we're <laughs> delighted to have. Hey, Mike. Hey, it's great to, great to see you in person. Yeah, good to it's, be here. it's brilliant to be here in person. And I think of all of the ones that were, re- of the podcasts that were recorded on the world show floor, this is obviously, you know, super interesting. Yes, they use MongoDB, but they're tackling something that is, you know, very kind of sensitive, dare I say it. And, but they're putting a technical approach to it to remove the stigma. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it, it kind of hits home for me. This is an interview that I really loved the time I spent with David. David is the the founder of In Recovery, and In Recovery is a, an organization that that seeks to help those in recovery, but also those the family members. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the things that we strive to do with MongoDB is uh, make it matter. So we we love to to help startups and and folks that are starting businesses that have real world impact. And In Recovery is one of those. So it does get a little deep into. Uh, the mission and purpose of in recovery kind of hits home for me because I am a person in recovery. So mm-hmm. David and I get pretty deep into a discussion about about recovery and what that uh, what that means from a personal perspective. But again, bringing it back to the mission of the podcast and the mission of MongoDB to to make better developers and to to really make it matter. I think that hits on all cylinders. It's a it's a really interesting story, and I, I really appreciate David spending some time with me. Yeah, and, and what I took out from it, and you're going to hear it directly from David himself, is that he is not just in this. He's a serial entrepreneur, but he's not in this for the money. He's found a purpose mm-hmm. with what he's doing now. And it's great that MongoDB is part of that journey as well, too. And like one of our previous episodes, Cedric, he was on the Startups program as well. So the MongoDB for Startups program, which I think we probably see in a few more of these episodes. So I think without further ado... Let's listen to Mike on the show floor with David. Hi, I'm David Saravia. I'm the founder of In Recovery, and good to see you. Yeah, it's great to see you. Well, welcome to the show. It's great to have you on the podcast, David. You know, we're recording at MongoDB World 2022, and it's just electric. A lot of great energy here. It's New York. Yeah, New York. (laughs) Welcome to New York. Yeah. So where are you joining us from? Uh, San Diego, but I actually used to live here. I lived in the city for almost eight years. Oh, fantastic. Okay. It's good to be back. Yeah. Well, it's, it's great to be here for sure. What are you doing at the conference? So, I literally just walked in right now. I have, yeah. I have no idea. It's just like, I just randomly uh, strolled in here. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I, did a, I did a talk yesterday, uh, on Tuesday when the conference started with one of your uh, executive architects. Uh, okay. You know, MongoDB is one of our vendors for, for our tech stack, and uh, they mm-hmm. invited us to, or invited me to come and speak. Uh, 
in the Make It Matter section, which was really cool. It was a, a lot to do with a much more focus on, on the social impact the, that we can have with technology. Terrific. Um, so tell me about In Recovery. So In Recovery, um, just to give you some background on myself. So I've been a two-time founder. Um, started coding when I was like eight years old because mm. I used to get my butt kicked in school. <laughs> Computers <laughs> never kicked my butt. <laughs> so I uh, got very lucky, sold my first company at 25 to Insight Partners. And that now is uh, almost a billion dollar company. It's wild. After 12 years, uh, Insight mm-hmm. just uh, sold twice. Um, after that, I took a bet that we'd all be shopping on our phones and then Magento bought us. And I basically didn't have to work anymore. I moved to New York and New York happened. <laughs> it became a very quick, slippery slope from a party habit. First time I tried drugs, first time I was quote unquote cool right and money and time and cocaine got in the mix and that was just disastrous um ended up basically homeless on my 30th birthday just went through the full cycle of that wow uh, with addiction and um really just a lot of my on things i hadn't taken care of with my mental health i guess when i was young right and it just kind of happened but anyway got back on my feet thankfully and uh when i built a consulting firm and then uh my best friend unfortunately passed away in 2016 and that was it it's actually someone that was probably here at one, at one point, um, Jay Greenwald. He was the founder of Daytron Media. Great guy. Super amazing tech investor. Just amazing human. We lost him. And that was my wake-up call. I went to rehab. And wow. that's where In Recovery was born. It was an inspiration from going to treatment and seeing not only the, the bad things, but all the good things that were going on. You know, you hear a lot. We, the, the, the treatment industry has a really bad rep because of all the fraud that's, that's happened in the past. And But there was such a great community of caretakers of of clinicians that loved us so much they were so invested in us and um they had no tools or they were using tools that were in the way right like the 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 very well-known electronic medical record interfaces that are just horrible looks like windows 95 software (laughs) if that and uh you know causes these clinicians to kind of get stuck or really have the or even you hear this all the time with doctors, like they have their, their back to you, they're not looking at you anymore, right? Because they're just entering notes and de- dealing more with, with the technology that's in the way than than helping them. So anyway, long story short, um, in recovery was kind of a, a way to digitize that industry, to bring data into the mix, to try to understand people at a deeper level mm-hmm. and really enable these clinicians to, to do a better job with you. And on the flip side, for the patient and the families being more engaged, being more connected to their recovery and so on. Wow. So who are your customers? So we are selling to the hospitals, to the health systems, to the private clinics that have anywhere from 100 plus patients a month. Uh, we we've try to cater more towards the mid-market enterprise. It just tends to work better for them. They have the right, I would say, uh, infrastructure for something like this. But our, our long-term goal is really to serve the the general community, not just the, the treatment centers. So we really are trying to create the biggest data sources ever existed for addiction and mental health so that we can help discover innovations, can help make things more efficient and really understand what type of treatment works best for you, for me, for the person over there. Because we're all so different, right? We're all very individual. And uh, we really strongly believe that if we can get to the point where we understand what works for who, or at least have strong assumptions of what might work for who, that we can then also help reduce the cost of care and make it more accessible. Because it's extremely expensive. It's a right. It's not a privilege in this country to go to treatment. It costs about 30 grand a month, which is wild, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's very uh, unattainable, I would say, unless you have insurance still and you still have a job or have money. If not, you're going to end up in jail or dead. That's kind of sad, unfortunately. So we really are, are aiming long-term to enable remote treatment processes, but that are 
truly data-driven, truly science-based and, and, and effective. Yeah. And maybe not from ourselves, but through partners, partner providers that might provide that, right? So, so I guess it comes down to, to data, you know, capturing data, making that data avail- available. And um, you mentioned make it matter. I mean, that's a, that's a core value of MongoDBs. And how did you how did you get involved with MongoDB? How was MongoDB brought into the mix? So that's a really good question. I mean, I, I'm like I said, I'm, I'm a tech guy forever, right? And it's uh, for me when I was looking at solutions. My my first business, we were an Oracle shop. Oracle was literally a part of our margin. It was it was wild how much money we were spending there. Um, but anyway, but it worked. It worked great for for that use case, right? But for healthcare. You know, when we were looking at building this company, we understood quickly that we we're going to be dealing with all types of data, mm-hmm. data that is very fragmented, that is sometimes not standardized. You know, you do have st- standards like Fire and H- from HL7, but it's very rare that that there's interoperability in this in this industry, right? So, it really was uh, when we were looking at having a, a much more flexible schema. MongoDB came up, and um, we actually came through your sta- through your startups program back when Francesca was here, which we all love. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it was, it's been an awesome relationship with, with, with you guys and Sig, who I, who I, who was my co-speaker. Today. Sig Narvez. Uh, Sig Narvez. He's and, and Francesca awesome. Corelli. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Francesca, wherever she's at, <laughs> whoever is lucky enough to have her. Um, yeah. So Sig and I became really good friends, you know, he, beyond just being a system architect for us. I mean, he's just been, I mean, a principal architect for us. He's been just tremendously awesome. And we were from the same city or really from grew up in the same place so it's, it was just a, such a great uh, just synergy that, that happened there yeah yeah fantastic so we're talking about Sig Narvaez who's uh, I guess he's now a, an executive yeah an executive architect at MongoDB I love his journey though he, he was the uh, he, he founded I think it was the uh, the user group for Tengen yeah back in the day in, in yeah. Orange County and just organically became an employee and still involved yeah and still involved in the community that's so cool yeah, yeah. just a great guy Fantastic. So you came up through the startup program. So if you're listening to this and you're curious about that, you can get more information at mongodb.com slash startups. It's great information there. And startup groups, I used to run the startup group uh, after Francesca left. Uh, we provide credits in MongoDB Atlas, as well as consulting from folks like uh, like SIG. Uh, help get you off the ground, get you up and running. And now, how long has In Recovery been been on, up and running? So we've been around for about three and a half years. We're coming up on four years now, and uh, yeah, it's been uh, it's been quite the journey as well as, as a company. You know, getting into healthcare for the first time in my life. I'm an e-commerce guy, and I remember when I first uh, launched it or was ready to launch within a couple of months. I was like, okay, let's do this. Let's go sell, sell. Thankfully, we joined Startup Health, who really helped us shape into a healthcare technology company, mm-hmm. not just a tech company, right? Uh, I had no idea what HIPAA was. I mean, I came in completely ignorant of the space. I would never in my life get into healthcare again unless I was so passionate as I am with this, right? It's, there's better way, there's there's less stressful ways to make money, I would say. It's just regulation and everything. It's just, it's ridiculous, but it's, um, it's it stifles innovation, unfortunately. However, it's such a rewarding space. You know, even after my talk, we had a, a number of people come up to me and open up about their own struggles with addiction and mental health. And it's just so cool to to be in a in an industry where, where you just you just feel good you know it's it's you know you're doing some good in the world yeah absolutely and i mean it's no coincidence i mean i'm sober eight coming up on nine years it's amazing man. yeah yeah that's an inspiration the, the world can open up when you address these things and uh it's it's great to see companies like yourself spring up around the concept of 
of helping others. It's, it's, it's critical that, that also people understand, like you said, that it's okay to have a problem and to open up about it. Mm-hmm. You know, so a lot of people, unfortunately, don't and they suffer in silence and a lot of times they, they perish, right? So it's so great that the taboo and, and the, the stigma is kind of finally slowly dying down and mm-hmm. becoming more acceptable. And I mean, one in four Americans have a, have a mental health issue, right? It's, it's, it's wild. Whether it's depression, anxiety, PTSD, bipolar, whatever it may be, yeah, um, it's very real, and it's it's really great that that now we're finally seeing that kind of acceptance from from society. I I, I think it's just wonderful that you know you're a technologist and you you found success in that lane until you had some personal struggles and were kind of almost brought into this separate lane. Right. And that alone, I mean, you're still able to be very successful. But now you're you're successful at helping others, and uh, that's just a wonderful thing. So, really in line with uh, the make it matter core value that MongoDB has. So, congratulations on that. Yeah, yeah thanks. It's really exciting. So, what else would you like the listeners to know about in recovery? So, in recovery, I mean, not not so much more than than what you just said. Mm-hmm. You know that it's important that that whatever we do in life has some kind of purpose behind it, right? It's it's so great to to be able to have that drive. And I think one of the messages that I'd like to leave for the audience is that if you know anyone that is struggling with addiction or mental health, if you yourself are struggling, just open up, talk to, talk, email me even, like, or call me. Mm-hmm. I, I, I've been known to leave board meetings to, you know, deal with, a, with, a, with an issue that's important because it matters that much to me. Yeah. One of my sponsees went off and I, 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 I'm a 12-step guy and I was sponsoring one, one kid and he ended up using heroin, going back to using, and I was in the middle of a board call and I left. <laughs> Could pick him up, yeah. give him some uh, some chicken soup to come to his parents, and mm. yeah, it was. Uh, but so, if anybody is you know listening, David at inrecovery.org, just hit me up anytime. I'm always available for that kind of stuff. That's an amazing story, heartwarming. Yeah, touches me. So, that's great. How about advice for for folks that are starting a business? I mean, you've done it a couple of times. You know, if I if, if if I was younger, I would say, yeah, go for it, go for it. But <laughs> I remember I was I was actually giving a guest lecture at Stafford once and one kid came up to me asking me, like, should I start a business? Said, Absolutely not. Don't do it. <laughs> he looked at me like I killed his cat or something. It was funny. But no, you know, all I would say if somebody wants to start a business, really again, going back to the theme of making it matter, make sure it's something actually you're doing more than just for money. Because you're gonna go through the ringer. It's mm. not easy. It's not for everybody. If, but but if there's a strong purpose behind whatever you're building, it's not to be a, a, a human purpose, uh, sorry, a social purpose, but it can, as long as there's something, there's an intention that is real from you and it's authentic, you're going to have a blast. It's the best thing ever. But if you're not invested that much, then it's just hell. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. So what is success to you? I think again, that's 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 uh, transformed so much from from when I was younger. Right before I was, I grew up poor. I grew up in the ghetto. Uh, grew up in the projects, actually, which is funny because there was like drugs and, and crime all around me. And I never touched them until I was wow. older, right? Yeah. <laughs> but success to me before was just money because I grew up without it, and now I would say it's really it's family. You know, success is is having a being able to wake up in the morning, being happy, having family around you. It's it's so beautiful and awesome, um, and I think touching people in a positive way is also a, a big success i would say business wise mm-hmm. if you're making an impact on someone's life whether it's you know their health their even their their productivity their work their happiness in general you know if, if you're actually leaving a mark 
and somebody thinks about your company like you know what actually helped me that was awesome you know i can think about a couple of tech vendors that are like that including mongodb um but yeah i think that's one of the things i would say that it's important if you're starting anything yeah and i think it, it's going to vary so greatly you know depending on you know what your what your background is what your your upbringing has been people define successes like what you said before like you know just just making money just right which is the easiest thing it's the easiest thing but <laughs> it really is but when <clears throat> when you do make money and that opens the door to to actually having an impact on a large number of people's lives like that's and i know dave our, our ceo is is laser focused on on that like expanding the impact of the company so that's really great now it's really cool to see a lot of these a lot of big tech companies i mean you guys are definitely big tech now um doing that and having that kind of uh top-down approach from from leadership you know it used to be much more of a grassroots effort where like there's a small little division company that that cares about social impact but now it's actually coming from the top down which is really great and i think guys like dave are they actually mean it you know they're it's not just a pr stuff which is really cool absolutely what's success to you you know it's funny uh someone asked me this just last night you know what is what is success and that's that's the reason i asked you i think I think it comes down to like my mission in life, which has expanded from the last eight years. Like it's, it has to do with number one, uh, staying sober myself. And, and that, that, it, that opens the door for everything else that's possible in my life. So staying sober, helping others. And you mentioned it, nice. you know, so um, stay sober, help others, you know, find a better way to be. It's possible. I mean, it's, you know, everything is possible right. for me, as long as I don't pick up a drink or a drug. Yeah, same here. I, I mean, I, I'll, I'll just add this. You know, when I was homeless, the thing that actually got me out of it was a random conversation that I had actually here on Thirty Second and Broadway. I was having my morning coffee, and and uh, this guy and I were just having a conversation about AI, about all things, and he was just like in shock that this random homeless guy knows so much about AI. <laughs> and, and then we got into cryptography, and he was like, "What?" Because <laughs> I'm a big crypto cryptography nerd. But uh, anyway, so that just kind of. This guy just treating me like a human being was kind of like the the, the starting trick. Something happened in my mind that I think I just started remembering who I am and and really started caring again. And then what actually really got me out of homelessness was helping others. I started helping other homeless people, getting them food because I actually was still kind of presentable. So it's funny I actually would go to the uh, to the buffet, the morning buffets in the in in a lot of these business hotels, and just pick up some couple of plates and then go give it to the guys outside and the families that were outside and the. That they're homeless that would probably get kicked out of the end of the hotels room. Um, talking about appearances, it's so ridiculous. But anyway, yeah, that's that's kind of how I got out of it. It just was helping others. Yeah, it's a great story. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you for um, for for taking the time. I know that uh, we didn't have this planned, and I just kind of <laughs> ran into you on the floor. I was about to leave, and I just rather be silent. Hey, that's yeah, that's that's awesome. That's higher power at work, perhaps. Uh, yeah, yeah. And you have awesome tattoos, by the oh, way. Oh, thank you. I know the audience well, can't see it, but those are so cool. They're recovery based, so no way. Well, so this is a a bear, uh-huh. uh, bearing witness. Third step, it. third step. Yes, four one seven happens to be my favorite page in a book that you might be. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah, it's all all about acceptance. Uh, let go. Let oh God. Yeah. yeah. Oh wow, man, those are super cool. Yeah, yeah. It's um, really something cool. I got interested in uh, after after getting sober. So. Nice, David. Thank you so much for for chatting with me. Thanks Is there so anything else that you'd like to share with the audience? I would just say uh, check out MongoDB. 
they're they're awesome i'm sure they already they're users but specifically atlas i really love the fact that i don't have to have a you know massive team to handle things mm -hmm. it's so great i mean you pay a little more obviously but it's so worth it so yeah it's big kudos to the atlas team and what they're building it's next level thanks once again thanks so much well, I certainly enjoyed listening to that. It was a fascinating, once again, another fascinating conversation from the show four. And I know that, you know, this is very much a doorstopped conversation that was had, but I think it's all the better for it. I just thought there was so much in there between uh, using MongoDB because it handles flexible schema really well, because they have to take care of all sorts of non-standardized data, right through to just at the end about, you know, whatever startup you might want to do, do it with a purpose, never, never for the money, you know, and if you do that, and I think we've seen so many companies like that, they are the most successful ones. So I, I really, really enjoy that episode. So there's more to come. This is episode four. We've got another five episodes. We very much look forward to bringing those to you. So yeah, there we go. Cedric, we're done again, right? Oh, shoot. You know what time it is. So remember, as always, links are in the show notes. And also, please remember to review and subscribe and stay tuned for our next episode from MongoDB World. So from me, Cedric. And me, Shane McAllister. And, and me, Michael Lynn. It's been a pleasure. Talk to you soon.